Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hey everyone, Matt here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today I'm going to talk about the monthly expenses keeping you from saving money. Everybody likes to save money, right? Saving money and building wealth requires patience and a lot of sacrifice. When we started our journey to financial freedom, we became challenged with the choice of giving up some things we really enjoyed having. I'm talking about memberships and subscriptions we've had for years. We all get to this point on our journey to build wealth and create the life we desire for ourselves and our families. And there's a question that only a few of us are willing to actually answer. What am I willing to give up now in order to have what I want later? To make answering this question a little bit easier, I'm going to help you by looking at some monthly expenses that's keeping you from building wealth. The first that I might get in trouble for mentioning is cable. Netflix, HBO Go, Hulu, you know. Honestly, why do you need all the different TV subscriptions, especially cable, when you don't watch everything there is to watch? For sports fans, I know this is hard to do. I miss my Chicago Bears. I miss my Chicago Bulls. I even miss watching the Atlanta Falcons on Sundays. There, There's no way to keep sports channels without keeping cable. However, there are platforms like YouTube, Sling TV, and I imagine Apple TV that's working to make it easier to watch sports and not sacrifice your retirement funding. If you can limit your television subscriptions to one or zero like us, then you will definitely have a lot of money to build wealth or even pay off debts faster if you have any of those kinds of debts. And my estimated monthly savings for this is about $12 to $200. Yes, some people pay about $200 a month on cable and all these other entertainment subscriptions. So definitely check that out and save that money. The next monthly expense that I want to address is gym membership. Oh no, not my gym membership. Come on, this should be a no-brainer. Yeah, for some of us, it's not. Seriously, why do you have a gym membership if you have $100,000 of debt? Why are you paying $30, $35, $50 every month for a service that you don't even use every day of the month? Now, don't get me wrong. I am not promoting laziness or not exercising. Quite the contrary. I want you to exercise and stay fit. But you can do this exercising if you need to outside. If you live in an apartment, I'm sure you have weights and a small gym that gives you everything you need in that apartment complex. And you can also shop around for garage sales and yard sales and Craigslist for some gym equipment that you can keep in your garage or basement if you own a home. And then you may have a friend who has a gym in his or her house, in his or her basement that you can use. You know, I'm all for getting a trainer and helping to get fit, especially if you're just getting started. But just try to be wise with what you need and what you want with exercising. Don't pay for a service you don't regularly use or can't afford to keep when you're in debt. I gave up my gym membership that I've had for years so that we could take that money and apply it to the debt that we had. And this saved us a lot of money. So when I say you could save $30 to $100, that's no exaggeration. You can definitely do that. All right, the next expense that I want to talk about is our haircuts and hairdos. It's 2019. With YouTube University and the internet full of how-tos, 
getting a haircut or your hair done shouldn't be this ridiculously high monthly expense. I'll speak on haircuts first. Almost 15 years ago when I started college, I learned that getting haircuts was expensive. So I had to learn how to cut my own hair. Today, I do have a barber I go to once or twice a month, but getting a haircut every week is a big no-no for me. There were times my haircut looked weird and uneven, but I was determined to learn to cut my own hair. Eventually, I got pretty decent at it that people would even give me compliments asking if I got it professionally done. And I told them, uh, nah, that's just me. I'll admit that you do need a steady hand for when you cut the back. But if you're fine with just one level, no fade, then you really have no excuse to not cut your own hair. Doesn't have to be fancy, just has to look presentable. Now for hairdos and hair salon types of services, I can't say definitively what you should do or shouldn't do because of my lack of expertise. However, I can look to my wife and she'll admit that there are ways to cut down on the cost of hairdos. Maybe you try to go natural for a little. Also, having a weave or your natural hair is a way to go for long periods of time without having any major hair services. This is something that you can do. The main point when it comes to our hair and money is to learn to do what we can ourselves, at least until we're debt free or we're in a good financial position. And then make sure to budget for hair expenses if you absolutely desire and want to have a haircut or get your hair done each month. I have this estimated monthly savings about $20 to $200. If anyone would like to disagree, please make sure you leave a comment or just join the Facebook group and let's talk about it. Alright, so the next item, new clothes. Believe it or not, I haven't bought a new pair of jeans in over two years. Maybe more. I'm not exactly sure. I can't tell you the last time I went shopping for clothes. Yet, there are folks out there who easily spend hundreds of dollars each month on clothes and shoes. Remember, I'm not against you having nice things and buying what you want. However, I do want you to look at your financial situation and evaluate whether $100 per month on clothes is more important than putting $100 towards a debt payment. One option helps you come out of being broke faster. The other option just helps you look nice while you stay broke. My estimated monthly savings for new clothes and clothes in general is about $50 to $400 a month. That's a lot of money. The next item on this list is the Amazon subscription. I had to give Amazon its own little category because I feel like it's such a big part of so many people's lives. Giving up my Amazon subscription was hard for me. I basically had the subscription since almost 2012, but I had to let it go. I was paying $9.99 per month, and I believe now it's $12.99 per month for a subscription that I wasn't really using often. Some months, I would never order anything or watch anything on Amazon Prime. Subscriptions in general are, a, are dangerous for the consumer. You begin to feel emotionally connected, and with all the updates and new features, FOMO, which stands for fear of missing out, becomes real. And there's no subscription service that knows this better than Amazon. Personally, I love Amazon services and their prices, like the entertainment and the storage for photos that's offered. The prime reading and audible services are nice. And now I understand Amazon is delivering food. Still, it's not a financial commitment I'm ready to make even as my family has found our way out of debt. I have this estimated monthly savings at about $13 to $35. The next monthly expense that you probably wouldn't expect is whole life insurance. 
Life insurance is important as you work to build wealth. It's actually one of the first decisions you need to make if you're just getting started with all this personal finance stuff. Yet, it's sad to see so many people purchase the type of life insurance that does not help build wealth. More specifically, permanent life insurance like whole life and adjusted variable life. Signing up for the wrong life insurance product could cost you 10 to 20 times than what it should. Remember, my philosophy in the last three episodes, as you've heard, is that life insurance is simply a temporary placeholder as you build wealth. And the estimated monthly savings for life insurance is about $180 to $900, even more. The next monthly expense is one that's common to so many of us, a cell phone payment. I may lose many of you here, but I believe that cell phone payments are worth mentioning. It's always interesting to see how many people will line up for the latest Apple iPhone or Samsung Galaxy only to put their purchase on a payment plan. Cell phone service is now becoming a very competitive market that you and me can be the direct beneficiaries of. Service is becoming cheaper and cheaper and I think where most people get hurt is putting a phone on a payment plan they don't have the money to buy outright. This is just a big no. Just get the two-year-old version of the same phone and trust me, you will be fine. And I have this estimated monthly savings at about $30 to $50 a month. The next monthly expense is a car payment. According to CNBC and Experian, the average new car payment in 2019 is $530 and for a used car is $381. What else is there to say other than buy a used car straight cash? I really have nothing else to say about car payments. I haven't had one for almost five years and I'm so glad I made the choice to pay off my car note as early as I could. Of course, not every circumstance is the same, but I would encourage anyone who says they quote unquote need a car to really look at your options, especially if those options include financing a car that you have no business financing to begin with. Obviously, I just gave you the amount that you could save monthly, about $381 to $530, not to mention the high cost of insurance that you would have to tackle on with some of those newer cars. All right, this expense might get me in trouble as well. Eating out. I love to eat out as much as the next person. However, I've come to realize that eating out is just way too expensive to do every month. When you go grocery shopping and plan out your meals, you actually save a lot of money on dining out. To be fully transparent, my wife and I do have an eating out budget that has been about $100 to $150 per month. We never really break that budget because we're always buying groceries that can last us up to two weeks. So that $10 lunch you have every day doesn't have to be $10 if you buy your own groceries and prepare your own meals. I have the monthly estimated savings for this about $300 to $900. Well, there you have it, folks. When you add up all these savings, you get $1,016 on the low end and a whopping $3,315 on the high end. If you take those monthly savings and apply it to your debt, a savings account, an investment account, or even paying a little extra on your mortgage, there is no doubt you will win with money. Yet, there is even another benefit to all this. You get so much of your time back and leave a legacy for the next generation that will do wonders for them. I hope you all have a wonderful and purposeful week. Thank you for listening.